Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Real Positive Girl podcast with me, Sabrina. This is the show that's going to help you become your best self. And today we are talking about how to work on mental strength, becoming mentally strong. But before we jump into that, as always, I want to invite you to come say hi to me over on Instagram. I am at Sabrina Joy Perozo. I'd love to get a DM from you and just kind of chit chat in the DMs and get to know you. And especially if you have any, um, uh, prayer requests, feedback, topic suggestions, comments, anything that you want to share with me, anything you want me to know or try to like talk about on the show in the future, I would love, love, love to hear about it. If you'd prefer to send me an email, you're welcome to send an email to realpositivegirlpodcast at gmail.com. I do check emails over there and you can go to my website, which is sabrinajoy.com, and there's a place for you to sign up for my soon-to-come newsletter, and even just to send a message over there if you want to just use the contact me form. So either way, you are welcome to get in touch with me all of those ways, and I cannot wait to hear from you. But let's go ahead and jump in to today's topic, which again, we are talking about how to work on mental strength. I always thought mental strength was tough to work on for me, like for years. I wanted to be mentally tough. It sounded like this thing that sounded amazing. Like I aspired to be mentally tough, but I it was really hard for me to actually do any work on that because I was a people pleaser. Hardcore. Like if you've been here for any amount of time, I, I admit that every single time because number one, I want people to know it's not shameful for you to admit that you struggle with people pleasing, perfectionism, all those kind of things. And it, there is no shame in that game. And number two, it's important to remind myself where I came from and then how far I've come. Because, you know, acknowledging your progress and everything that you're doing, even in emotional health, really important. And it really instills even more confidence in you that you can continue to overcome different things in your life. But yes, so uh, it was hard for me to really work on mental strength because I was a people pleaser. And, you know, being a people pleaser meant I had to do what I could to put everyone else first. I had to do it. I had to do what I had to do. (laughs) And that's the way that I thought. And also that meant not making myself a priority like ever. Because again, everyone else was first. That's how I had it in my mind. So this meant that I allowed my mindset to be continually, continually, and again, I allowed, I, me, yes, allowed my mindset to be continually crushed by those I thought I needed to serve. Like, please, I hope that you appreciate all the language that I'm using here because, again, I allowed my mindset to be continually crushed by those I thought I needed to serve to be accepted right? Or to be liked, to be recognized, to be seen. Because one of the biggest things in the world is people just want to be seen, okay? They want to be recognized. They want to be like, yes, I exist. Thanks for acknowledging that. It is the only thing feeding my self-worth right now, which is really tough. It's a tough thing. Um, But yeah, because that, and that's what I was doing. And that's what a lot of people pleasers end up going through. And Again, I was not able to work on my mental strength. I had to extract myself from that lifestyle because I do believe that being a people pleaser is like a lifestyle that we choose, that we choose, that we shouldn't choose, but we do. Um, But this behavior, 
before I even had a chance to become stronger. I had to. I had to put that put down that that desire, that behavior, that lifestyle. I had to walk away from it. I had to decide that it's not worth it. It was unnecessary. And it wasn't giving me truly what I needed to be strong and to walk in my purpose and to become my best self. I thought it was. It was kind of shielding my eyes from the truth, but I did it to myself, right? We do this to ourselves. So it's just so important for you to remember that you don't get stronger when you allow others to basically step on you and hold you down. And that's what happens when you become a people pleaser because, or act in that behavior, because you're allowing people to step on you and take advantage of you. And so that's just really important. And that's like my background with wanting mental strength, but realizing can't do it unless I'm like, stop doing this thing. And as most of you know, like all I talk about, like here on the podcast, Instagram, website, wherever, all I talk about around here is like emotions and mindset and how to ensure you are like not held captive by your emotions and how better to manage those emotions that will assist you in getting your desired outcomes in life and and continue on your journey to becoming your best self. And it's what many of you are here for. So that's amazing, which is, it's so great because I can deliver on that. Clearly I can. And, you know, talking about different topics individually, which is what we do here a lot, can help you understand those topics better because you do like a deep dive into these thing, tips on how to overcome or deal with this thing. But sometimes it's nice to have like a quick list of things to work on to either like get a jump start on your emotional wellness work or just to have a condensed reminder of what's important to work on, like in general. So, you know, a probably terrible example would be like having like a to-do list. Like, okay, here's a list of things that I should like intentions I should do. And I'm going to have that posted up because it's a good reminder of things that I should work on if I just want to like jump into something, right? Or it's a great list to have if you are new to working on your emotional health and getting everything aligned for that, but you want mental strength. It's a good way for you to like just start jumping in the game and not the game, but you know what I mean. Like mental health is not a game, but you know what I mean. Like you just want to jump on in and get it going. So you're just going to review the list and see where you can start in each one and then go from there and ask for assistance as you go through it, right? So, you know, a lot of times I give lists and I give like sets of tips, suggestions, things that you should do um, in accordance with a very specific topic. But today it's going to be how to become mentally stronger, which is a more broad topic, but I know it's important because a lot of us feel weak. Even when we are dealing with our very specific things, people-pleasing, personal boundaries, anxiety, things like that, we feel strong because we're learning about those things, but we it, sometimes you just wish that you could just have like a blanket and just like, you know, pull it around you and pull it in close and you just feel so much stronger because you're being covered a little more fully, if that makes sense. And I think that by giving you this list, you'll feel a little bit more covered fully in mental strength in general while still being able to work on those individual things. I hope that all made sense. So 
That is what I plan to provide for you today. <laughs> is that list a quick list of things for you to do to work on your mental strength? But first, before we dive into this list, let's define what mental strength is so that you're aware in case you're already confused or you're like, oh, you have an idea, but let's narrow it down. So being mentally strong means you are able to deal with stressors, challenges, and problems that come your way. This also means you have the ability to cope with any negative emotions that come with those struggles and respond the best way you can despite the circumstances that you are in. So yeah, you, you're, you're being able to take on all that crap, right? And still be able to cope and not allow yourself to be drowned in your own negative emotions. And you know, sometimes mental strength, being mentally strong is referred to as mental toughness, um, which can also be boiled down to the amount of resilience and confidence you have, you personally have, so everyone will be different, just to make that clear, the amount of resilience and confidence you have to figure out whatever can keep moving forward. So, you know, whatever it is you're going through, whatever circumstances are upon you, struggles that are in your way, you are able to deal with it and then keep moving forward. Don't allow it to hold you back or kick you down into a pit of despair. And as always, because we're about to get into a list of tips here in a moment, as always, please note that becoming stronger mentally is not an overnight project. Absolutely not. This is not something that you can just order online and it's going to be to your house in two days. Absolutely not. It doesn't happen right away and takes time like most things. And this is definitely a warning or a disclaimer or however you want to define it that I like to give often because I give you tips and suggestions and like ways to work on these struggles that a lot of us are dealing with, but I never promise results anytime soon because it is all very individualized and it depends, right? And it depends on your consistency and your desire to work through those things. And sometimes when we get to something and things have been progressing well, we could get stuck because we start uncovering deeper feelings and emotions that we didn't realize were there because we've been ignoring them for so long. So anyway, I just want you to remember that it's going to take time. So please be patient with yourself as you develop the skill of becoming mentally strong. So today I want to share with you 10 ways, man, 10. It's not often it's not often that I give you a list of 10. So, buckle up. But today I want to share with you a list of 10 ways to work on becoming stronger mentally. And I think that these will all be really beneficial. Also, as always, this is not a conclusive list. It's just a list of the ones that I came up with that I believe will be super uber duper important for you. Right now, you're welcome to go to Google and look up like look up how to become mentally strong, you'll find so many different answers if these do not work for you. Okay, so list of 10, we better dive in now. Number one is learn to set goals. Learn to set goals that are realistic and manageable. So just really quick, I think in 2020, I did an episode five episodes actually, because back in the day, if you're new here, back in the day, I used to do five episodes every single week. So it'd be a new episode every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. And the format would be that I would do 
one topic for the whole week. So if we're talking about social anxiety or we were talking about personal boundaries or I believe in 2020, I did a whole week talking about SMART goals and SMART goals is an acronym for the best way for you to create goals for your life. So if you're interested in hearing me talk about that, where I talk about each part of the acronym over five days, um, one acronym, one, like one part of the acronym every day, that makes sense. You're welcome to go back and find that episode. Those episodes, they're helpful. Um, if not, you're welcome to just Google smart goals and it'll help you to Learn how to set like really great goals. But the point here is for you to learn to set goals that are realistic and manageable because if you set them with expectations that are sky high, you will not accomplish them. The the success will probably not be there. And if you decide to have really big goals, but they're hard to manage, hard to keep in line, then it's definitely going to become messy and frustrating and overwhelming. And again, success will probably not come or be in your favor. Um, It's also important that when you are setting goals that you have milestones, so progress points, for you to have a point where you stop, you reflect on how things are going, and then you assess the situation and ask yourself, okay, does anything need to change? Should I, is there anything I need to learn from what has happened so far? Do I need to continue? Like, do I see fruit in this labor of this goal? Like, how is it going? And it gives you an opportunity to really just figure out, like, you know, am I burning out here? Is this too much? Is it not enough? Am I having trouble, you know, staying accountable? Another part of setting goals that are realistic and manageable is having some sort of accountability. So if you're good at giving yourself accountability, then fine. But if you need to you know, have like an accountability partner, Um, even someone that just is like set scheduled check in with you every single week and you are required to give them feedback on how your goals are going, that's helpful too. So it's important to have accountability. It's important to have those milestones, but it's also important like progress reports. Progress points are important, but also, you know, celebrating when you do progress in a way that is meaningful during like a milestone or something and really pat yourself on the back and be like, wow, look at, look at what we've accomplished so far. We do have however farther left to go, but I'm really proud of myself for getting this far. And this is amazing. And it kind of boosts your confidence and motivation to keep going. So it's important. Also minimal expectations. I don't think your expectations have to be in the toilet, but they need to be not sky high. They need to be manageable. They need to be realistic. They need to be ones that you can hit, even if they're a little high, but something that you just need to rise to the occasion and get it done. Okay. Number two, work on managing anxiety. So I've gotten a lot of feedback lately about how it would be helpful to talk more about anxiety. And in getting that feedback, I went and did a quick search of the episodes that are available in my catalog to kind of figure out like, how many have I done on anxiety? And, you know, there's been a few, there's been like a significant amount, but I do believe that I'm going to talk about like how, like anxiety as a whole, 
soon here because some people have mentioned, again, they do want to hear it. And not everyone likes to go back into the catalog and listen to old episodes. I think you, I think it would benefit you, um, depending upon what you're looking for. But I do think I'm going to do another one on how to deal with like, anxiety day to day and those symptoms that will come up with that like come with the struggle of dealing with anxiety. So anyway, look out for that in the near future, but it is important for you to become stronger mentally to work on managing your anxiety. So this would be like not allowing it to control you, which will will just like tie you up within like fear and so much uncertainty and worry and kind of paralyze you to being able to do anything sometimes because you're just so overwhelmed with the worry and what could happen, what, what might happen, what hasn't happened yet. Um, and not knowing what's to come. Um, and it's just that fear, right? So you want to make sure that when you're managing anxiety, you don't let it control you. You become aware of your triggers. If you don't know what triggers your anxiety, I encourage you to go back an episode, I believe 373, that will give you like a list of ideas of like what your anxiety triggers could be so that you can be aware of them, which will make you more readily available to have an appropriate coping mechanism to tackle that, which again, the other part of this of managing your anxiety is to have appropriate coping mechanisms to help you not allow your anxiety to cascade out of control. So make sure you work on managing anxiety. Maybe you need to also start seeing like a therapist. Maybe you need to read like a good self-help book on that. If you enjoy doing that, anything you need to do, I encourage you to do it so that you can have a stronger mind. Number three, don't, I like the way that I worded this, don't camp out in the past. And I wanted to word it like that because, you know, people talk about how like don't dwell on the past. It's a very common phrase, but I wanted to say don't camp out because I feel like a lot of us can end up camping out there. Like you go back and you look at like what happened and how you got from this place to that place. So sometimes when you're like, how did I get here? You have to go back and examine like, oh, this is where I came from. But then you get stuck because you start milling around and looking at stuff and wandering farther into the wooded area of your past. And you end up pitching a tent because you're like, well, let me just stay here and just really like obsess over regrets and mistakes and failures and everything that's happened. Or you start to want to relive all the positive things that have happened in the past because you're going through a lot of difficult times right now. So I do want to just encourage you, don't camp out in the past. The past is the past. It's not, it's going to definitely give you the opportunity to glean necessary information to learn how to better live your life in the future. But you need to not dwell on it, not camp out there, not spend too much time. Also, not really obsessing over like all of those good times that you wish you were reliving now because life is a little bit more difficult right now, but you will become stronger for whatever struggles and difficulties you are going through now. So you have to just realize that being in the present is so much better. It is so much more fulfilling, gives you joy, and you actually are enjoying your life and not just letting it pass you by since we all do not know how long we have on this earth. So please enjoy it. Don't don't camp out in the past. It's unnecessary. It's a waste of time, really. Number four, Learn to respond rather than react. So important. Last episode where I talked about anxiety triggers, I mentioned how I was going to talk a little bit about 
learning to respond rather than react. And it really fit well in this episode because if you are able to learn how to respond rather than react, you will definitely become stronger mentally. So you need to not let your emotions take control. They do not need to lead the way into dealing with whatever problem issue that is going on. You also need to consider the repercussions of your actions. So if someone says something really mean to you and your immediate reaction, desired reaction is to yell at them or scream at them or hurt them or do something, you need to realize, wait, should I do that? Is that the desired, like whatever that outcome is going to be, is that what I want? Do I think that what I'm about to do right now, I will regret? What kind of consequences are attached to me yelling at them or physically hurting them? Like, like what, you know, you have to be, you have to train yourself to quickly run through that list and figure out, is this worth it or not? You know, because instinctive reactions like yelling or anything, anything that's like driven by emotion Instinctive reactions can be dangerous because these are often based in fear and insecurities and they're not rational. They're not rational decisions that you're making. They're instinctual and they're, a lot of times they're out of line. So it's important for you to learn to respond rather than react. Responding is like carefully understanding like, okay, I know and I understand what I'm about to do, what I'm about to say, and I am not going to have any regret because I'm choosing the most appropriate (laughs) response to what is happening right now, right? And you're not doing it out of fear and insecurities. You are allowing yourself to rationally come up with a decision that you're, what you're going to do and then move forward with it. So it's so important to respond rather than react. It's, it's a way for you to manage your emotions, not let them control you and run rampant and, then you don't feel so overwhelmed by how you're feeling and what's going on and you better understand yourself, which is really important because self-awareness. Number five, number five, one that I talk about all of the time, (laughs) Uh, set limits, boundaries for yourself. So important. We talk about setting boundaries for other people in our life all of the time, which is important. It is. But we also need to set limits and boundaries for ourselves because we can let ourselves get out of line sometimes, right? We need to keep ourselves accountable and be like, okay, this is a decision that we made. This is what we said we're going to do. And this is what we said we're not going to do. Or this is how, what we said how much we're going to do with this. A good example is to have a limit on like your work time. So let's say that you work a nine to five job and then you come home If you do have a job where you typically have to do a little bit of work at home, then you put a limit on it. You're like, okay, I'm only going to work for one extra hour when I get home and that is it because I'm going to enjoy family time or I'm going to enjoy me time or I'm going to cook myself a good dinner or I'm going to go out or I'm going to spend time with my dog. I'm going to do whatever. I'm going to build a Lego set. It doesn't matter. Um, So you need to like put those limits on yourself. Hold yourself accountable for those limits because if you don't, you will follow the scary journey of becoming burnt out on whatever it is that you're not, you know, keeping yourself in check with. And it's important because you don't want to be burnt out. If you are burnt out, you're not going to become mentally strong. You're going to become even weaker because you're incapable of staying focused and getting the things done you want to do and achieving your goals and becoming successful and doing all these things because you're allowing, you're just like allowing your mind to be set on, like just set on fire, 
because it's just too much and you didn't have the balance that you needed to achieve whatever things you're trying to achieve. You just, you pushed it too much, pushed it well past its limits, I would say. That's why you have to set limits so it doesn't go overboard. Number six, this is an easy one, which is great. It's always good when they're easy, right? Indulge in positive activities and things that bring you joy. So positive activities, things that are uplifting, things that bring you joy and happiness. This could be just general activities. This could be hobbies, just things you enjoy, you know, things um, that nurture you, you know, that make you feel stronger and better and more fulfilled. They fill you up, They fill your cup, okay? And they help you perform at your highest. So I feel like positive activities for me is definitely like, and things that bring me joy is working out. I know that sounds weird, but I love to work out. It definitely makes me feel fulfilled and it nurtures me and it it helps me to, you know, practice um, keeping myself accountable for something I said I wanted to do, um, but also dedicated to something. And I just love it. It just, it just, you know, fills me with endorphins and it gets me excited, but maybe something for you could be, um, playing like video games or doing a puzzle or knitting or walking or having a rock collection. I don't know. Um, but you just need to find those positive activities that you, and things that bring you joy and make sure that you're engaging with them on the regular so that you can just continue to feed yourself positively, especially if you are in a season of life where a lot of things are negative, a lot of things are disappointing, you can at least reach for these things and know that they, those things can comfort you in this down season um, and help you get through it, you know, get, help you get to the other side. Number seven, embrace changes in your life. A lot of us don't like change. It's funny because when I was growing up, I also I always thought I was like the person that liked change. Like I literally had said that to people out of my mouth. <laughs> I like change. And the reason I, I realized when I grew up after and then after I like became like a grown up, like I feel like I really became a grown up when I was like 30. And I'm still working on things, a lot of things. But I feel like that was when I was like really understanding grown up things. Um, but like the real and, and you know, um, the real details of being an adult. But when I was a child, I believe when I was growing up, I believed that I liked change because I needed change. There's a lot of bad things happening in my family life. And I craved that change because it meant that I, one, I didn't have to focus on what's happening in my family. And two, if things were changing in my family, generally they were in a way, I wouldn't say always for the better. That's definitely not true. But it was changing enough for me to not have to fully adapt to what was going on, not have to fully believe that that's how my life was going to be for whatever period of time. It gave me hope. It gave me hope that things were going to get better someday. And so that's why I thought I liked change. But then when I grew up, I realized I didn't like change. There's so many things that I wish would just stay the same. And it's because I've hit these seasons of life where I just really enjoyed what was happening. And I didn't want change because I didn't want to have to go through any growth points. But as time has gone on, I've realized that I need to really embrace change. All of us do. You know, change can be seen as like a welcomed challenge, which sounds annoying. I know. But it should be seen 
in the most positive light as you can endure because it is, it's new challenges, you know, um, you know, we can't grow if we stay the same. That's not something that I understood when I was younger at all. Like, like in this period of like, you know, slowly becoming an adult and thinking that I, and realizing that I don't like change, <laughs> but I have to get to remember that we can't grow if we stay the same. We have to continue to grow and change and mold and be continually like um, molded into our best selves. And that changes every single day. We may not realize it, but we are working on that every single day to become our best selves, right? So we need to embrace change, you know, and also something to remember about change that I have to remember, remind myself of very often is that something might seem bad because it's different, because it's change, when it could be better. It could be an outcome that is way better than we had ever hoped or expected or prayed for. And it just comes along and sweeps you off your feet. But at first you deny it because you're like, no, it's different than what I know. And that makes me feel really uncomfortable and unsafe. But if you give it a chance to like see what it's about and then evaluate it, then you're like, oh, this is actually a better. Hey, awesome. So just something for you to consider. It's important. We need to embrace change to know that it, you know, it'll help to prosper growth for us. It needs to be seen as like welcome challenges and it could actually be better than we actually think it is. Number eight. Number eight is be responsible for your actions and behaviors. Sounds simple. And you're like, I don't know why this is part of this list. It's because if you're going around blaming other people for things that you know, what are your fault you were involved in, um, trying to project your feelings on the other people, you're not going to be mentally strong. You're actually mentally weak because you're incapable of understanding that you just need to be responsible for how you act and who you are, how you're being. You can't blame anyone else. That's not appropriate, nor is it going to teach you any lessons or help you grow. And you need to try to work on not repeating hurtful actions and behaviors in the future. So if you do want to be responsible for your actions and behaviors, that means to admit that they were yours and then work on change. Don't just continue to repeat them over and over and think that it's okay because you have felt bad about it that one time. No, you need to actually be like, okay, I'm going to be better. That's like being the part of the responsible part, right? And it's just so important. These are good growth opportunities, again, for being taking responsibility for what you've done and what you're doing and how you're doing it because you're the one doing it. And by blaming someone else, how is that going to make things any better? And it's just going to continue to reinforce to you that it's okay to do, do the thing that you did, even though you saw a negative reaction from someone in regards to it because you passed the blame along. And that's not right. Number nine, number nine, work on being more patient. Absolutely. Cultivating patience will help you become stronger mentally because you're able to wait things out. You're able to understand that things don't happen overnight. Not everything is like two-day shipping. Absolutely not. You know, lasting change takes time because it needs to prove that it can last. And so it needs time to prove it, to prove that. And effective results need time to flourish, right? You need to be able to see the actual fruit of it bubbling up and being like, oh, okay, well, this is how this is turning out. But there is no way for you to see it overnight 
it wouldn't give enough time to really be analyzed, to be understood. So you got to work on being more patient. You got to work on just understanding that things take time. A lot of things take more work than we anticipate in the beginning. And we have to believe and tell ourselves that it's going to be worth it. So practice patience. And number 10, the last one, a really good one. They're all good, but I'm really glad that I ended on this one. Number 10, celebrate other people's successes. I used to have, as we end on this, a problem doing this. I would pretend that I would celebrate other people's successes, but really inside I was, I, I was ugly about it. I was like, why them? Why not me? Why them? They didn't even try that hard. They cut corners. They cheated, you know, or they, it was handed to them because they have this, that, and the other, right? What about me? I'm struggling so much. I, I'm putting in work. Not as much work as them, but I'm still worse off than them. Why are they getting that and not me? So many excuses, so many complaints. And, you know, it, it's, I was definitely dealing with jealousy. And jealousy helps no one. You know, it just kind of shows you an ugly part of yourself of like, oh, you know, you want that. But then envy, when you're envious of someone, it shows you where you want to be and what you want. And you can use that. You can use that data to be like, okay. This is definitely showing me that this is what I want. I want to be like them. Okay, well, better come up with a plan on how I'm going to do that. Or, I'll, I, or, or if I do nothing, I will literally be in the same spot next time a success comes by. And, you know, resenting someone else's success rather than celebrating it won't make you look better or change where you're at. It'll make you look worse and you'll still be stuck in that same spot. And actually resenting someone else's, you know, success will actually suck away the energy that you need to garner your own success, to go through your own work and change to produce the accomplishment that you're hoping for at the end that might be very similar to this person that you're envious of or jealous of. So it's important. Celebrate other people's successes. Lift them up. You know, lifting them up is not going to tear you down or tarnish what you're doing. You know, they deserve it. They've worked hard. They've done whatever they had to do to get to that success. And you can do the same if you choose. You know, it's you're not going to belittle yourself or make yourself any less by celebrating someone else that is going through a success. You're not. You're actually going to show how respectful you are, how encouraging you are, and how understanding you are that, yeah, This is what work looks like. This is what putting in the time looks like. Dedication, accountability. So if you want to become mentally stronger, you need to stop spending so much time in jealousy and envy and resenting other people, especially if you're not doing any work to move towards your goals. Or maybe you're like, no, Sabrina, I am doing work. It's just not fair because it's not working out the same way. Yeah, it's not going to work out the same way. Like you're going to do something and it's going to be seem like an easy accomplishment to you and someone else is going to see that and feel the same way as you are now. Resentful, hurt, angry, envious. So you have to realize it's just a perspective thing. And it's also everyone's different thing and everyone's in a different season of life going after their goals. So just celebrate other people's successes and then do that even if it's just in hopes of someone celebrating yours in the near future. And I believe that's enough. That'll keep you mentally strong and sane (laughs) and sane. Okay, you guys. Well, that's it. That's all 10 other ways to work on becoming stronger mentally. 
Thank you so much for listening to the Real Positive Girl podcast. Again, with me, Sabrina, I encourage you to check the show notes below where to find me on Instagram, how to send me an email with any questions, comments, concerns, prayer requests, feedback, topics, suggestions, or just to chat with me and say hi. Thank you so much for listening, downloading, and sharing the show. You all are absolutely amazing. I appreciate every single one of you every day. I hope you're having a really, really good one today. And, you know, I'll talk to you guys next time. Bye.